Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Friday. If you'd like to be part of the program today, all you have to do, pick up your telephone. 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And, of course, Friday, weekend, some of you are going to go party tonight. Not me. I have to be in bed early because 7 o'clock a.m. in the morning, we're back for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. You know, this is a Friday where a lot of news internationally as well as domestically, is on the table. Shinzo Abe, the powerful former Japanese prime minister, uh, of course, was assassinated today in Japan. NPR took a lot of heat because the guy's not even, his body's not even cold, and they're busy trying to frame him as some arch-conservative, blah, blah, blah. People are like, can you just give it a rest just for a few minutes? And let the world mourn the man before you start trying to disparage him. I'm surprised that NPR didn't call him a white supremacist. Just like because that's what they seem to call everybody else. But anyway, uh, this, Abi had a really what the Associated Press calls a divided legacy. Divided. Who doesn't have a divided legacy in politics? There are very few people that appeal to everybody, and I'm trying to find out one who, that does. A political scientist from uh, Waseda University, David Laney, Laney, says that Abi was the most powerful, uh, towering political figure over the past couple of decades. He wanted Japan to be respected on the global stage in a way that he felt was deserved. He wanted Japan to stop apologizing for World War II. He wanted to revamp the military. And he thought that Japan was given an unfair verdict in history for its brutal, brutal past. Japan, of course, very, very strict gun laws. The gun was homemade, apparently, at the hands of this assassin. Today is Friday, which means Princess Di will be here, and Princess Di and I have some things to discuss. Part of many, I I brought up one yesterday, this Arizona voting law that has liberals in a tizzy because how dare they, the mean people in Arizona, actually want to have voter ID. Can you imagine that? Voter ID. The the unrepentant liberals are still doing what they do, chasing. This story is representative to me of a breakdown in not just civility, but a breakdown in consequences. Supreme Court Justice... And this is the BizPack Review story on it. There are other stories, of course, in other media outlets. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh is in danger no matter where he goes these days because he voted to overturn Roe v. Wade 
prompting leftist loons to chase him from dining establishments, and that earned a, state, a stern rebuke from the famous steakhouse. This was at uh, Morton's in Washington, D.C. A bunch of pro-abortion protesters showed up out front, called the manager to kick out Kavanaugh. They later tweeted, glowing, oh, he left it through the rear of the restaurant. They were given a tip, apparently, by somebody in there that the justice was eating dinner, someone that wants to create violence, someone that wants to see Justice Kavanaugh apparently hurt. The group is called Shutdown DC. Today, there is probably no investigation by the DOJ as to why these people are against the law harassing a Supreme Court justice, just as our Justice Department doesn't care that protesters continue to show up at his house. A representative for the Morton Steakhouse released a statement, Honorable Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and all of our other patrons at the restaurants were unduly harassed by unruly protesters while eating dinner at our Morton's restaurant. Politics, regardless of your side or views, should not trample the freedom at play of the right to congregate and eat dinner. There is a time and place for everything. Disturbing the dinner of all of our customers was an act of selfishness and void of decency. Well, what difference does that make to these protesters? Decency and they decency? When have they ever exhibited decency? Now, what will happen eventually, sadly, I have a prediction, sadly, it may not be Justice Kavanaugh. You know, Justice Alito wrote the opinion, but yet these people continue to focus on on Justice Kavanaugh, and they have been just relentless with with the hatred they spew toward uh, Clarence Thomas. These good old liberals have revealed themselves. They've been calling him the N-word up and down social media. They've been been demanding. They've got moveon.org, has, hilariously enough, has a petition, I think signed by a million liberals, that they want Clarence Thomas to resign. I don't care whether they get $15 million. So what? It makes no difference. They don't have anything to do with his tenure as a justice. He has a lifetime appointment. Lifetime. Unless, of course, the ridiculous liberals want to try to impeach him, and some of that talk has come up from the more radicals in their bunch. Please continue to show America who you are. Continue to show the world how outrageous your behavior is. I think it's going to do more harm than good to the left. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think the more people see how outrageous these people behave, who witnessed their their continued hatred, spewing of hatred all the time for anyone that doesn't toe their line, I believe that they are setting the stage for their own political fall. In New York, I don't have the story in front of me, but I am glad to see, I'm glad to read earlier today that the bodega owner who 
was unfortunately put in a position to have to defend himself, have to defend himself, have to defend himself, and who stabbed to death, sadly, a career criminal, has been released on bond. The bond was lowered to $5,000 from the incredibly high bond that Alan Bragg and, and, and his cronies wanted over at the DA's office, even Mayor Adams came out in support of the bodega owner. It is astounding to me that we can see a video of some guy coming around the counter, pushing the man, looking like he's wanting to kill him, and then the guy, thankfully, was a knife was handy, and he used it to protect himself. He ended up killing this perpetrator, and then Alvin Bragg and the New York prosecutors throw him in jail. And by the way, the guy's girlfriend who started all this actually stabbed the bodega owner, too. And she's not being charged. These people come in. They try to destroy this man's life and business. He has to defend his own life. And the prosecutors in New York throw him in jail. What is wrong with these folks? These are Democrats through and through. There is no excuse for this. And I would love to hear, I'm, I keep asking, and, and you should know that I mean it when I say if you have an opposition call, you will be, will be treated fairly and respectfully here. I'm going to push back if I think pushback is appropriate. But how in the world can anybody justify this? I would love to hear how Democrats rationalize this. I would love to hear how some of you progressives, I know you're out there. This is a big city. WABC is huge. I know we have some of you liberals and Democrats listening. How do you defend this? I would love to have you. And you'll get pushed to the front. If you say, hey, I'm one of those liberals he, he asked for, or I'm one of those progressives and I'd like to speak with him, let's have a discussion about it, we'll make sure that your call comes up first. Or near the top. 848-WABC is that number to call, 800 800- Eight four eight nine two two two. Mexico's president. You know what? I'm going to hold this story until we get back from the break because this story is infuriating. There's another one that is equally infuriating. The U.S. Army today, folks. The U.S. Army. Our U.S. Army. Our beloved military. The U.S. Army under Joe Biden today said that roughly 40,000 National Guardsmen and 22,000 reservists who have refused to get vaccinated against the coronavirus will be barred from their duties. That effectively cuts off their pay and cuts off their benefits. In other words, they're fired without being fired. This under the orders of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Our armed forces, 40,000 National Guardsmen, 22,000 reservists, effectively fired without being fired, no pay, no benefits, because they refused to take the coronavirus. What do you think about that? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, it is our Friday rush hour. We're coming back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley on 77 WABC. 
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, our beloved highness. Somehow or another, that just doesn't sound as the way I want it to. But I like it. <laughs> you like it? Okay. Yes, I am happy to be your beloved highness. <laughs> Thank you so much, beloved highness. Um, you know, it's every... I, I'm really trying to restrain myself from from losing losing it again. First, Diana, I love it when you lose it, don't restrain yourself. You you've got to be unleashed, James. Okay, these people. First, the National Guard, right? They get yeah. forty, almost sixty, sixty-two thousand that don't want to take this vaccination. I'm sorry to throw this on you because I know I didn't even ask you if you wanted to talk about this, but. But they didn't want to take this vaccination. Okay, I'm vaccinated. I still got COVID. Almost kill me. Um, and the vaccinations, we've had guests that Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, and others have talked about the lack of data that talks about people that are injured from the vaccine. There is no accountability for it. The government has said even if you do get injured, the drug companies that came up with it are free from liability. Screw you. Go ahead and die somewhere. Your family can't sue. And so you have people, some of them may have legitimate reasons, some may not, but it's not the government's business. If you, if you say, I don't want to put this stuff in my body, it hasn't gone through the usual testing, it hasn't done whatever, all right, so the government says, uh, 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 you do it or we're going to discipline you. Now the guardsmen, these guardsmen are being thrown out in the cold, y- your pay is gone, your benefits are gone. These are the same people that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats brought up to Washington, D.C. to protect them from the so-called insurrectionists and then made them sleep in garages or made them sleep on the streets. They couldn't even provide anywhere for these National Guard people to sleep. And now they're just throwing them under the bus again. It just really pisses me off. Well, it's very similar to the Bodega operator that you've been talking about. It is the less view that they are to punish the innocent and let free the guilty. And you see that rolling across everything they do, whether in the federal system or local where Democrats are in charge. Everything is backwards from actual justice. And on the vaccine piece, you've got this uh, an unbelievable consistency of the media squashing all discussion or all information that doesn't fit the narrative. So the suspicions that people have are well-founded. Why isn't this unfolding in the normal way where people can discuss things, scientists can discuss it, doctors can discuss it, and have all kinds of investigations as to its efficacy? But no, you can't even out loud say that a certain medication could work and your certification is taken away. So the people are rightly suspicious. And also we've heard through the grapevine stories, as you have mentioned before, of people who have had injuries and you can't say it. So that is another reason why the suspicion is increased, because this clamping down of, of information is very Soviet. Well, exactly. Now, That brings us to something else that's very Soviet. We all remember with this continued open border policy of the Bidens 
and Democrats, when mostly Haitian refugees decided they wanted to storm the United States, come in and break our immigration rules, they, un- they massed underneath the Del Rio Bridge. Conditions there were horrific. And there were over 15,000 people down there. Now, some of the National Guardsmen, you might remember, were on horses at one point trying to do some crowd control, and they were reining their horses. It is a technique where they have the range of the horse using them. Of course, the liberals put out a lie to disparage and demean these Border Patrol agents and accused them of whipping the protesters. Now, they had pictures that, that lent to their narrative if they were interpreted a certain way, but the pictures were false. It was a false narrative. No one was being whipped. It was, look at the white overseers on the horses whipping these right. poor blacks. Like, here we go back to slavery time. Okay? Now, Joe Biden, without hesitation, went out and promised that these Border Patrol agents would pay for this. He declared them guilty himself. It turns out the investigation says, nope, they weren't doing that. Nope, they were not out whipping anybody. But yet, these men are still going to be punished, even though the Border Patrol itself says, no, they didn't do it. They found some trumped-up charges, oh, when somebody used foul language or somebody came too close to a child. They're doing whatever they can to punish these people because they were found innocent in the official investigation. This is just, this is, it's almost, what? There is. I, I agree. It goes with what I was saying before. Punish the innocent and let free the guilty. And when Biden said, I promise you, those people will pay. I think those four words, those people will pay, is his uh, administration's operating philosophy. I think that the vindictiveness of the Biden administration toward all things Trump and Trump supporters is across government right now. And you see it in the J6 proceedings and the, you know, absolute talk about Soviet, the verdict first trial after kind of mentality. And that is what happened here. I mean, the president of the United States declared their guilt. And so they had an investigation afterwards, but that everyone knew the outcome. And sure enough, even though they were found not to have done what they were accused of, which was, quote unquote, strapping or whipping people, they still have been, you know, their careers are pretty much over. They've been on death duty since September 20th. And, you know, as you said, one of them had was found to have used denigrating or offensive language against migrants. They don't say what this language is. They just have this general smearing of somebody who isn't able to defend himself and maneuvering a horse around a child in an unsafe manner. What does that even mean? I mean, when you're on a horse, it's a large animal and you're controlling a crowd. You know, what do they expect, you know, to have the prancing horses and a parade show? This was a crowd control operation. And these guys know how to control their horses and control a crowd. And they're no longer allowed to do their jobs. This is a disgrace. Now, we, yeah. yesterday I asked you, as I was also losing my freaking mind, about this whole uh, this whole notion that Arizona is somehow wrong and the DOJ is now Joe Biden's DOJ, his Ministry of Enforcement, is going after 
now Arizona because Arizona has the temerity to put in their laws that people should actually show up with an ID when they want to vote. And all this is making it hard on voters. And I, Diana, I tell you, I'm so sick of hearing that people are in are inferior and they can't have yeah. an I can't learn how to get an ID or black people are inferior and it's too hard to vote unless you have somebody go to their house and fill it out for them and then bring it in and have it harvested with other votes. They keep using black people as the pawn for these ridiculous schemes. Like black people are so stupid that they can't figure out how to get a freaking ID. Yep. This, uh, the assistant attorney general said this is a textbook violation of the National Voting Rights Act, and it, it, it will prevent minority voters, this is a quote, particularly people of color who often lack the types of documents the, the new law requires. So you're right. It is a very, you know, condescending approach. Now, there's a there's a subtlety with this new law that Arizona requires if they're voting for state offices that you have to have proof of citizenship. And so the new law is adding in for federal offices for a presidential vote. You have to have proof of citizenship. And that is what the Department of Justice is going after apparently the they tried the same kind of thing arizona did in 2013 the supreme court ruled against arizona in a similar case that arizona could not require documentation proving citizenship for federal offices however the supreme court upheld in 2013 that people have to attest that they are U.S. citizens. So the Supreme Court says, yes, people have to attest or declare that they are U.S. citizens, but Arizona can't require any documentation. So you can just say so and declare it. And that was the 2013 law. We'll see what happens on this because you know it's going to the Supreme Court again. I hope this, I hope so. I hope this, that has to happen so we can get this stupidness Settled once and for all. Diane, how long have we been hearing about this ID thing? Yeah, forever, 20 years. But listen, here's the question I have. Why would Biden go to all the trouble of bringing in hundreds of thousands of illegals over the border if they can't vote? So the entire purpose of bringing in all you've been following this case. Oh, there you go with that white nationalist replacement. There you go. That's the (laughs) white nationalist. That's the replacement. That's replacement theory. That's replacement theory. Racist, 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 bigot, bigot, bigot. You're not allowed to say that. I'm declaring facts that there are hundreds of thousands of people who are not citizens being brought in by the (laughs) Biden administration, flown all over the country. And if he cannot then get them to vote, then what is the purpose? There is no other purpose that the Biden administration and all leftists have for bringing in people who are not citizens other than voting. Colonialist, you're a colonialist, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a racist. How dare you? How dare you say anything about illegal immigrants coming into your country? Wait a minute, it's not your country. This country belongs to the Indians, and you took it, you colonialist, you bigot, you people are racist. That is exactly the attack, and it is so overused that it just makes you laugh. It has no bite. Oh. <laughs> like Diana, these people, these people crack me up in a way. But this is serious business. 
Okay, we ran out of time, sadly. I got to do more. We got to do more tomorrow. I want to hear, you yes, said you wanted will. to talk some other stuff about the DOJ, and I want to yeah, hear it. I got it. a whole list. We can talk tomorrow. Oh, good. Bad things. Great. Okay. The, your list of your Department of Justice. Oh, your Highness, thank you so much. You always bring sanity and clarity to the discussions. So do you, and don't hold yourself back, James. Look forward <laughs> to talking to you tomorrow. Princess Di, ladies and gentlemen, WABC Talk Radio 77, Princess Diana Mia, our Princess of Policy. Both Snerley's Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerley. Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdley. From the debut album, Seal. What's up, Rich? James, what's going on? Man, just checking out some seal and grooving over here. You know how that is. Yeah, I know how that is. That's a, this is a good tune. It's a really good tune. This has got some good taste there, Kevin. Yeah, you know what? This this song came out back when um, WABC was still doing music. This was the last year of music on WABC. No, no, no. We had already switched to talk. That's right. But this song made me wish we were still playing music because that debut album by Seal, wow. This album, if you go back and listen to this whole album, it is a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're at 100 year celebration. Are you celebrating, uh, Rich? Every day (laughs) here, I've been celebrating 100 years. (laughs) Exactly. That's right, folks. 100 years. WABC is 100 years old, and we have special programming going on. You have to check it out. We go all the way back, and you know some of the names. And those of you that have listened to this radio station for decades, I guarantee you, it's going to blow your mind. And those of you new listeners, it's going to, as well, it will blow your mind, too. Anyway, uh, we are going to go to the phones in a minute. I want to uh, get to another, I'm sorry, another infuriating story. This is from Fox News. Mexico. We're talking about Mexico. 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 I say Mexico. Mexico. Mexico's president is urging Mexicans in the United States not to vote for anti-immigrant candidates. And he is really slamming Texas Governor Greg Abbott. But he's also trying to slam the Republican Party. Now, listen to what he said. This is the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador told his people, if there is a candidate from a party that mistreats immigrants and Mexicans, we are going to ask our countrymen there that they don't vote for that candidate or party, he says, even though... We are respectful of the sovereignty of other countries. We see 
There is anti-immigrant campaigns for electoral purposes. I consider it immoral. Well, hot damn. Here's what I consider immoral. You send millions of people over to another country illegally so they could sponge off the taxpayers of another country, and you do nothing to permit it. You send your drug dealers over here with tons and tons of fentanyl so that they can prey on the dope addicts in this country. You send people over here so that they can get benefits that you can't offer your own people, and then you have the audacity to criticize people that say this is wrong, and you call them immoral. You don't respect the sovereignty of the United States of America. If you did, we'd see it in actions, not your words. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to be mean, okay? We welcome immigrants that follow the law. Come, come here, follow the law. Come here. I don't care how many. Come here. Follow the law. And you're welcome here. And we want you to do well here. And we want you to prosper here. And we want your families here. If you obey the law, if you're coming in and the first thing you do is break our laws, you are not welcome here. We don't go to your country and break your laws in these kind of numbers. Nowhere in the world do Americans do this to any other nation on the face of the earth. We do this. And here's what, okay? Let's get real. This is a little, a little, how shall we say, collusion going on. The United Nations is funding some of this illegal movement. And the Democrat Party has well organized this movement of illegal aliens into New York. So where's the real collusion happening in government? It's happening between Mexico and Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, the Democrat Party, the United Nations, and in some cases, religious institutions. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go down, start down that path, because that path can get us into questions that we perhaps shouldn't be asking. Especially when you see, hint, hint, so many young children coming over the border unattended. What happens to these young children, A, who's dealing with all these young, uh, unaccompanied children, A, and then this guy has this nerve if there's a candidate from a party that mistreats immigrants. You're the biggest person that mistreats immigrants. You mistreat them so bad in your own country that they think the only place that they can have a life is here. So shut the hell up criticizing Americans. I almost let the F-bomb go right here, folks. I, um, I, just, I, I almost let the F-bomb go. I get so sick of this crap. How dare this, 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 this cheap politician criticize the Republican Party. And he's trying to feel if there's a point. We know you're talking about Republicans. Just be man enough to say it. Find your onions to call Republicans out. And guess what? You're American. Did you know this? Before you start calling me and calling me anti-immigrant, which I am not, or a xenophobe, which I am not, do you know that as an American citizen, you cannot go to Mexico and buy real estate? 
They will not let you buy real estate in their country because you are American. Unless you become a dual citizen. Do you know that you cannot protest any of Mexican government's policies openly in Mexican if you are an American? They will toss your ass in jail. If you go there, take to the streets with an American flag and start protesting up and down in Mexico, they will take you to jail. That's if the cartels don't kill you first. You're killing me, Smalls. That's right. And did you know that you cannot, if you are an illegal immigrant coming into Mexico, you cannot send your kids to Mexican school. You cannot access Mexican health care programs. And yet, this, this cheap suit of a politician sits down and has the nerve to complain about Republicans who actually want the laws of the United States respected. And at the same time, with his snake double tongue, tells us that he is respectful of the sovereignty of other countries. The hell you are. You are not respectful of American sovereignty. Are you kidding me? No. And you know what I wish would happen? I wish. Never mind what I wish. I'm not going there. I'm not. I, I better stop right here. Oh, James Golden, a.k.a. Bushner. Yes, your calls are coming up. Thank you for Thank you. Thank you. I am so sorry if once again I went down the crazy loon path, but this stuff infuriates me. It infuriates me. I, it boils my blood to hear this Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador sit here and talk about Americans like this. How dare he? They're full of crap. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. James Golden, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. John Katz up next. We're coming back after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. Rush. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. John Cicada. Otro Dia Mas Verde. Just Another Day Without You. Lisa, let's see whether we can get John Cicada on one day. And I got to tell you, the Spanish version is so badass on this song. It really is. Anyway, let's head. No, let's listen to a little bit more of it. Remember Cats at Night up next.
Let's head to the telephones. Philadelphia, we start with Robert. Welcome to Boston Emily's Rush Hour. Robert, how are you this afternoon? Real good. Nice to talk to you again, Mr. Golden. Two things real quick. They're going to sue Arizona because they want you to have ID to vote. Where were they when people weren't even allowed to go into restaurants without ID? They've Thank lost you. this. The, 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 the pandemic cost them a lot of political capital, and this is one of them things. They're not going to take them seriously. Also, I just want to say I hope that the hundreds of Americans left behind in Afghanistan can appreciate the efficiency with which the Brandon administration is flying illegals all over this country. James, this is the FUBAR administration. Hopefully that will bleed off some of your aggression with the F-bomb. You have Thank a great you. day, my man. Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. Let us go to Liam. Liam, Long Branch, New Jersey. Welcome. You're on Boston Airways Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Liam? Hello, James. Really a pleasure to talk to you. Thank uh, you. I have a problem with it. I never realized that a uh, district attorney can decide what laws he's going to enforce. Never mind what cases he wants to uh, pursue, but what laws. Now, when is somebody going to go stand on Hochul's desk? When is the mayor of New York going to be? He, she should have to step over him every time she goes to her office because he should be standing in front of the door demanding that she fire this clown, and he's more of a clown than him. Glenn, I'm sorry. Liam, you have absolutely nailed this. Okay, and Adams should be demanding that they repeal this out-of-control uh, bail reform that lets these criminals loose on his streets. Instead, he goes off and parties here, parties there, then comes back, does a little tough talk, and then heads back and parties and parties and parties some more. Let's go. Thank you for the call, Liam. I so appreciate it. Diane has something to say about Eric Adams. Diane from Stratford, Connecticut, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Fine. Thank you very much for taking my call, James. I'm responding to your question about um, why, what, uh, our, your mayor, okay, who, who says that it's all because um, Bragg did not see the, t the video before he, he did what he did to that poor uh, man. Like, excuse me, and he did it on the Bernie and Sid show this morning with Mr. Katsimatidis, and I love Mr. Katsimatidis. Everyone in my world loves Mr. Katsimatidis, but he let him off the hook. And then, then they said, well, you know, the reason why uh, – uh, I, I, I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just upset. And, I, Diane, believe me. I, see, your level of frustration equals mine. There are some things that we want to say, but prudence tells us, uh-uh, don't go there. Don't go there. I get it, Diane. Thank you for calling. We're on tomorrow, too, if you want to talk about this more. And John Katz is up next. You can give him a call. Let's stay with him. And let him, let's talk about Eric Adams again. Let's go to Edison, New Jersey, and Glenn. Uh, Glenn, welcome. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey. I'm just, I'm just wondering how, how it's possible the star of Georgia, Herschel Walker, could possibly be down 10 points to Warnock that hates the police, hates everything about America. How oh, no, 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 he does not. Let me tell you something. I watch Warnock because I had the same misapprehensions that you just expressed. 
And Warnock is an interesting case because he rags Republicans, he rags us, he rags the system in some cases, but unlike many other Democrats, he openly professes a love for America, and he openly professes and discusses elements of our founding and puts them in context. Like he'll say things like, we have to live up to the founding ideals of the country. And now who's going to disagree with stuff like that? And and even in the Senate, when he was adamantly opposed to uh, some of the things that were, I forget the particular piece of legislation, but it was one of those that Democrats were really crying and moaning about. It may have been Build Back Better. And he was on a tear about Republicans, but at the end, he came back and he said something, and I'm paraphrasing. He said something to the effect of, look, yes, I'm angry today at this, but we have to, as a nation, come, and and it wasn't this empty, we have to come together business, but it was, as a nation, we have to find a way to work these political divides out because we are such a great nation that we cannot let these things hamper us. We have to be able to move into the future. Now, I'm not saying the guy's not a liberal. I'm not saying, because he is. He's a stone-cold liberal. And by the way, I don't believe the polls. I don't believe that Herschel Walker is 10 points behind Warnock. But let me tell you something about Warnock. Warnock feeds the poor. He is the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Martin Luther King used to preach, and before Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther King Sr., Republican. And Warnock is involved in helping the community in very visible ways. He's out there feeding the poor in his community. He's out doing things that show the people in his community that he is active and he cares about them. So this... Look, I'm not trying to praise the guy and say I would vote for him, but I'm just trying to be intellectually honest. This guy is not one of these hate America Democrats. He's not like most of his party. He's something different. And that may account for if the race is close, that may account for why the race is close. Go ahead, Glenn. I'll give you the last word. Uh, would it be Herschel or, or Warnock? Who would you vote for? Uh, I mean, if you lived in Georgia. Uh, not, not even a question, Herschel Walker. Oh, my God, he's like uh, All-American. Well, and Herschel's got his past, too. Herschel's got a past. We all have our past. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But who do I think would be the the best, absolute best senator without a doubt? Herschel Walker. God God bless him. I hope he wins. Me, too. Hey, Glenn, thanks so much. I appreciate everything that you said, man. I appreciate you. Uh, Let's go to uh, Bridget. I believe it's Bridget. Maybe, or if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm sorry, in Jersey Shore. Hey, James, it's actually Bridget, but no worries. Oh, Bridget. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A dear little, dear little Bridget. Bridget. Oh, right. Bridget. Oh, Bridget. <laughs> I love your name, Bridget. It just does things to me. Thank you. Mm. It's a pleasure to speak with you, James. My pleasure. <laughs> Um, I just was calling because I just want people, I know we're going off into the weekend and I love the music you were playing. Um, and we want to just get free for a moment without getting our blood pressure up like you were earlier. Mm-hmm. But just for a moment, just think about who's protecting the United States. We're sending military. military. Yes. But the sad part is, is that we have, they're gutting our military. That's no surprise to anybody. But right now, he has just, our illustrious state president has just 
allocated a lot of our soldiers in the hundreds and hundreds across all of Europe. Now, we've been sending our boys and women all over the place, like for the past two years since Mr. Trump left. So the fact is, who's protecting us that we're allowing millions of people running over our border? And we are now gutting our military. They just said that we're down by 25 percent in recruitment. So mm-hmm. if we were if, so if we were to get attacked, God forbid, who's protecting our borders? Who's protecting us right now? Europe, Germany, everybody over there has got our people. And yet they're gutting us down to getting rid of our National Guard, getting rid of all of our, I mean, every aspect of our military. Has you anyone know, ever sat and thought about this? I think some people have because there are some, look. Rush Limbaugh used to warn us on almost a daily basis how these people wanted to destroy the institutions and traditions that made America great. That's what he began telling us. And when he began telling us that, a lot of us shook our heads and said, oh, come on. These people, yeah, they're our political opponents, but they're not that bad. They don't want to destroy the country. And now, Brigitte, yes, they do. And you just point out, yes, they do. They want to destroy this country. And they want to gut our military. And they, they open our borders for anything. And I don't know how anybody can look at what they're doing to the United States of America right now and, and come up with another conclusion that they don't want to destroy this country. Because that is exactly what they're doing. So, yes, Bridget, they, go ahead. You get the last word. They, they are. And I just want people to really sit and think about it because it's really disturbing. I'm African-American. And I know that my great-grandfather, my grandfather, and my dad, who just recently passed away in 2020, fought to protect this country because they believed in America. And to think that right now we have no protection, just think about that. It's time that people start calling our senators and our Congress and say, what the heck is going on? Because who's protecting us? So God bless America this weekend. God bless you, James. Bridget, thank you, and I want to hear from you again, please, okay? Let's go to Doug. Doug, really quickly, time's running out. What's on Brooklyn, New York? Doug, what's on your mind? Oh, you, you can't go both ways, buddy. I, I love you, but Warnock is as far left as Pelosi and Schumer. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm not Ogle. saying he's not. I said his rhetoric is different than theirs. And when a person speaks differently about America— in that party, it stands out like a sore thumb. Now, if you heard me correctly, I said there's no way that I would ever vote for one I over Herschel Walker. But I'm going to be intellectually honest. I'm telling you, I watch this guy. I watch his speeches. I have followed to a degree. I wanted to know who is this guy. So, Doug, I hear you. I don't want it both ways. I want Warnock to lose. That's one way. I, let me be clear for anyone that's unclear. There is not a Democrat in elective office right now in the federal government that I want to win. Not one. I want this party, the Democrat Party, totally, 100% politically eviscerated and defeated. They're not all going to lose, sadly. I At, absolutely. <laughs> you 100 percent i love you uh but we gotta figure out what we're gonna do because if these what we've got to figure out how we're gonna 
ensure these elections are fair in November. That is my biggest fear, that and crossing the river from Jersey into New York, which oh, I will oh. not do. Baby, I hear you. Thank Doug, thank you. Uh, listen, everybody, we're in the last minute. I'm sorry we have so many calls yet that we could not get to, but we are here tomorrow, 7 a.m. And I hope you're here tomorrow, too, at 7 a.m. for our radio extravaganza. We have a lot tomorrow. Remember, John Katz up right shortly. Keep it right here on WABC. In the meantime, my friends, may God bless each and every one of you and protect each and every one of you and your families. Back tomorrow, 7 a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Please be here. See you then. Bye.